good evening. Welcome to Did You Hear That? My name is Jeff Hare. Who puts the hair in Did You Hear That? I'm sure you figured it out by now. <laughs> oh, yeah, Miles Davis on a Saturday night. How can you go wrong, huh? Well, thanks for joining us along with my producer, the great wrestler. By the way, before we get started, a couple of quick announcements here. First and foremost, uh, don't forget to turn your clocks back tonight. Uh, tonight is the night for that, uh, that which means that it's going to get dark a whole lot earlier tomorrow, starting tomorrow for all the way through March. So I don't know. It's one of those things we have to live with, I guess. I can see my commute on Monday night. Man, oh, man. Oh, well, well, what can you do? But, uh, yeah, be sure to change your clocks back. Also, a couple quick points of business. For all your pickleball training needs, it's Enhanced Pickleball. That's at enhancedpickleball.com. Tell them Jeff Hare, 79 cents in. You'll get a discount and help uh, bring your pickleball scores up. That's for sure. Also, for all your high fashion needs, it's Dion.com, D-I-O-N.com. They'll take care of you there as well. Okay, so today I was kind of just thinking about what do we want to talk about tonight. And it's kind of a dark tale. It's not really a... a a fun, uplifting story. It's kind of a dark one, but it's something that I think we can all relate to. Well, maybe not, but uh, we can all relate to. It's it's about employee people you work with. You know, I, you know, every one of us have dealt with fellow employees that just have been really out there. You know, they're just kind of strange, strange people that you really don't want anything to do with. And when they go away, they're they're it's kind of nice. I mean, you deal with them at work, they're fine. You get along well, you smile, you do all that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, it's just like you know what, stay away from me. And uh, I had a guy like that about thirty years ago. Okay. Uh, his name was Joe. And when I started the company, and this is like about 30, 35 years ago, I started with this company. He showed me all the ropes. He was very nice and had a smile on his face and shook my hand and took me all over. And this is where you go here. This is where you do this. This is how you do that. And uh, really seemed to be a pretty decent guy. We didn't live far from each other. So we started carpooling and got to know each other. And we talked football and our families and all that kind of stuff. He had a wife and a kid. And, and uh, you know, just one of those type of things. We were just, you know, trying to, trying to get along. And it was, it was okay for a while. Maybe went a month or two and everything was good. Then all of a sudden he started changing. He started uh, coming across with some of these stories that were just so outlandish. It was just unbelievable. You know, I never understood that about people. You know, if you're getting along with someone, you know, you got a friends with somebody or whatever, just be yourself. You know, I mean, they're going to like you or not like you for who you are. You can create all these images and all this other kind of stuff, but at the end of the day, it's just not going to work, you know? And that was just kind of what this guy did. I mean, I remember one day he told me we're driving to work and he said that when he was in eighth grade, he was the fourth ranked wrestler in the country for heavyweight division. I said, well, for all eighth graders, he goes, no, for everybody. I said, for college wrestlers and high school. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you're in eighth grade and you're beating college guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't buy it. Not for a second. <laughs> He said, well, yeah, it's true, it's true. No, it can't be true. It's just not the way it works. You know, and then one day we're driving, he talked talked about he was a catcher on his baseball team, and and he was approached by the Detroit Tigers that they wanted him to play for him. I said, really? How old were you? Nine years old. Nine years old and the Tigers came to you. Yeah, no, it doesn't happen. (laughs) Believe me, it doesn't happen that way. And this guy was just hell-bent and determined that I was going to believe him, and I, I just, you know, wouldn't do it. And one day he's talking about he killed a person on with his bare hands when he was in high school. Man, don't, no, now you're talking about garbage here. You know, no, 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 no. That didn't happen either. No, no, it did, it did. Well, then why aren't you in jail? Why aren't you arrested? Why aren't you fighting a legal thing? He said, well, I would have gotten arrested, but the police didn't like the guy, and they were kind of happy I killed him. So, yeah, that really happened. 
believe me, I'm sure. So, you know, I, I put up with this for a couple of weeks and started getting outlandish. And the guys at work started noticing too. I mean, everybody in the office was starting to come back and say, man, this guy's a little crazy, isn't he? Yeah, sure seems like it. Well, then he started with another story. And this one is far, far worse. He started telling everybody that in, a, in his college days and all the way through after college that he had been a porn star. And not just a porn star, but a violent porn star. It's all right, that's enough. We're not, these are conversations that we're not having. It's just not appropriate. I don't think it's right. And I just don't want to hear about it. But he kept going on about all this stuff. Now, you have to understand with the guy, he was like five foot eight, weight maybe 300 pounds. Okay, maybe 350. The guy was huge, you know, just a big, heavy set guy. His wife was bigger. She was probably 5'10 and probably weighed 350 and mean. I mean, she was just playing out and out mean, nasty. Just, oh boy, you don't want to get near her. I mean, in fact, they went to a dinner that our company had sponsored. Uh, one of the executive vice presidents had had it, and he had, had was speaking at this dinner, and she walked up to him and yelled at him after the dinner because she said he spoke too long and she wanted to dance. I mean, it's like, who does that? You know, I mean, what kind of people do this? You know, why would somebody say something like that? So at this point, I'm kind of trying to get a little bit distant from him. You know, I said, you know, I really don't want to be too close to this guy. This is just, this is just not right. He's not going to get away with all this. They're going to catch him sooner or later. One day in the office, he started talking this and uh, he went up to this guy who was a bodybuilder. And this guy literally had arms on him that were probably the size of my waist. I mean, this guy had weightlifted for a lot of years and he was a very, very nice guy and very devoted family man. And, you know, his wife and kids meant everything to him and, and he just was. That was his thing. He was a bodybuilder. And he turned on Joe. I thought he was going to kill him. I really did. I stood in the middle. I got into Mr. Donna. Hey, this guy here is telling these stories. He's not worth you losing your job over. Okay, believe me, because you take a swing at him. And, yeah, you're probably justified. They're gonna, they'll are gonna fire you. And you don't want to lose your job. you got a wife and your kids you're very, very proud of. And you, they mean everything to you. Don't hurt them, you know, in a moment like this. You just walk away. I'll, I'll calm him down. And the bodybuilder turned and walked away. So Joe comes up to me then and he says, man, he says, uh, I don't get why he was so mad at me. That's what I do. Why would you tell stories like that? Stop it. They're going to get you for that. Nobody wants to hear that. And the company will fire you for that. He said, well, I'm just telling jokes and it don't mean anything. But no, it's, you can't talk that way. You just really can't do it. And I don't think you should. And I, you need to stop it or they're going to fire you. Believe me. And none, no one's going to save you. He said, well, they like me here, but okay. They're not going to fire me. He said, well, believe me, they will. My conversation with him lasted a whole two days. All right. And then he's sitting in the break room and he starts in telling all these stories. Right. And at that point, uh, there was some young girl in there. And I mean, young girl, I don't mean young girl. I mean, she was in her mid twenties. I was in my forties at the time or my thirties at the time. So she's younger than me. So, but some girl in there went and told to, went to HR and reported him. And they brought him in and they said, look, this is what we're going to do. Ordinary, you know, we're going to give you one last chance. You ever say anything or think anything like that. We're going to fire you. You have, you know, you're down to zero option at this point. Knock it off. Now I got to hand it to the company. They tried, they gave him, they gave him an opportunity. Uh, now they wouldn't, uh, policies over the years have changed everywhere. You know, I mean, this, this was what the early nineties when people were a little more tolerant today and justifiably. So they would, they would come after somebody real hard for that. But at the time they just kind of said, Hey, just stop it. Don't do it again. So he called, pulls me aside again. He says, wow, they were really mad about it. I said, look, man, I'm telling you, knock it off. They're going to get you. They're going to get you. It's, it's going to save you. Stop it. 
He said, okay. That lasted a day. He was in the break room again, running his mouth off. He you know, started talking that way again about being a porn star and all this, and that, and the other. And 15 minutes later, he was fired it, that quick. So I'm thinking, good, let him go. Sayonara, good riddance. Get him out of here. Uh, he called me the next day. And says, hey, he says, uh, we're moving. Uh, we're moving to Pennsylvania. He said, "Would you can you come by my house and help me? I got some stuff I got to move, and I, I'm, I have nobody to help me with this stuff, like the sofa and all that big stuff. And I got a moving van. Can you help?" I said, "Sure." So I went over there just to help him out. Well, the, the wife, the big loudmouth wife, met me at the door, and she starts ripping me up and down. Then asked, "Why would they fire my husband? Why would they fire Joe? Why would they fire Joe?" I, said, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm playing dumb. It's not my place to get into it with him. I says, "You know." He says, "Oh," she said, "I know what it is." She says, they're just jealous because he's the best employee they've ever had. I said, yeah, I'm sure that's it. It hit me at that point. He never didn't tell her anything. He didn't say a word to him. I thought, you know, it's not my place. I'm just going to help him move this stuff, get out, and never see him again, which is what happened. I helped him move his sofa and refrigerator, whatever it was, dining room table, that kind of thing. Got him all moved into the moving van and shook his hand and never saw him again. This is kind of the way I wanted it. Um, they moved to Pennsylvania. They left in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, I, I, my guess is they try to get away from the uh, bill collectors and everybody else is probably hammering at his door. But uh, yeah, and he, he, he told me they were leaving in the middle of the night. I said, well, that's crazy. He said, yeah, we're going to leave at midnight. And they did. They left. They went. Never heard from him again. Good thing. Lessons to be learned. Well, obviously, obvious one. Don't run your mouth off and say stupid stuff that gets you in trouble. HR tells you knock it off. Then knock it off. You know, keep your job, protect yourself. I mean, geez. I mean, like I said, today's a different day and age. It wouldn't now even remotely says something like that. Every company in the planet will throw you out. And uh, just again, justifiably so. But this guy was a moron and, and uh, kind of got what he deserved. So anyway, that's that. And uh, like I said, kind of a dark tale. And uh, just one of those, just, you know, like I said, we all deal with people like that. And, and uh, after a while, you just stop back and say, really? Are you that dense? <laughs> I guess. But, uh, Oh, well, what can you do? Once again, for all your high fashion needs, it's Lorenz Company, L-O-R-E-N-C.com. Okay. I'll be back Sunday with the person of the week. I'll probably be back Wednesday night. I'll tell a story, too. Maybe not as dark as this one. i got to do something fun. It's kind of in a dark mood. Maybe it's just because we're starting to turn into the cold months of the year and... Uh, Daylight savings time. We're changing the clocks back. You know, I love clock radios. I've talked about that more than a few times. I'm a big clock guy. I mean, I'm just I like an obsession with clock radios. Create, you know. Yeah, I got two clock radios in this house, and it took me like two hours to switch the time. I already did it. You know, I thought, well, it's going to take a while. I got the instruction manual. I'll figure it all out. I'm just not real crazy. Anyway, on behalf of my good friend and producer, Russ Omar, my name is Jeff Hare. Name of the program. Did you hear that? Thank you. We'll talk soon. Take us home now, Miles Davis.